I just started learning my employees better one by one and department by department. And as I was growing with them and reinforcing their confidence and their capabilities and their creativity and working hard for their happiness and their health and their future, I just, I, I started learning about myself by proxy in, in the process and learning that what is so important for me is to make sure that those around me know that I love them mm-hmm. and know that I respect them and I will work so hard for them and fight so hard for them and stand by their side. It's just so important for me that the people around me know that I, I love them. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Feel empowered and challenged through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Welcome or welcome back. If you're a loyal listener to the Bombshell Business Podcast, I'm your host, Amber Hurdle, and we are still in the vacation rental, short-term rental industry takeover of the Bombshell Business Podcast. Um, If you've been listening all week, well, first of all, if you're in the vacation rental industry, I hope that I saw you at Book Direct or I get to see you at Verma in Vegas. Um, Look for me and all of my guests this week. I just wanted to take this opportunity where we were really sandwiched between two amazing industry events to highlight this particular industry, which is such a big part of my world and my business um, without, uh, I feel like sometimes... I have to be careful because this is not a vacation rental industry business, but I have so many people that I respect in the industry that I want to share with my audience. So this is a really great excuse to just bring somebody in every single day and blitz the listenership with all of the good stuff. But we know that not like most of my listeners are not in this industry. So we're we're asking each guest to share learnings that they have learned before they got in the industry, while they're in the industry that are applicable to any person, any business, any industry. So today is such a treat. Um, I don't know how to explain how much I love this person. And like immediately, like my team was like, oh my gosh, this, this Lauren person, like we were all like, yeah, like we are, we are going to love on her. We're going to push her. We're going to push her. And then we're going to push her and then we're going to push her. And that's what we're going to do with this person. (laughs) So let me tell you about our guest. (laughs) Lauren Madewell is a chief operating officer of Auntie Bellum's Cabin Rentals, a 28 year old family business in the great Smoky Mountains, right here in the great state of Tennessee. Never one to settle with being simply a cabin rental business. She is passionate about what she calls Southern hospitality. I can speak to it. That market and takes guest experience to heart, driven to ensure her guests are making lifelong memories during their time with Auntie Bellums. She thrives in implementing creative strategies and operations for next level guest satisfaction and customer service. Lauren, welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Woohoo! So happy to be here. Thanks, Amber. <laughs> I feel like I could have 28 episodes with you just with what you have accomplished in the past year. Um, do you, I, I, I don't even know where to begin. I met you at the Women's Summit, like I did so many people in this industry, even maybe before that with the webinars early while we were still in COVID. And um, I just remember you were pretty front row of the breakout session that I did following up the the opening keynote. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about branding. And I don't even remember what the exchange was, if I was being honest. But you asked something. I gave you Amber Velvet Machete feedback. 
And there was a moment there where we're like, I see you. I see you and I see you back. And then like you were ballsy enough to like, I don't even remember how you said it, but you like made it clear that like I could help either book with you or promote you. I don't even remember what that was. And the funny thing is I get back to Tennessee from New Orleans and then somebody's like, where should I stay? I'm like, I know a place you got to stay in Gallenberg with Auntie Bellum. And I was just like, okay, see, this all works. So that's my background story of how I met Lauren. But um, just tell us a little bit more about you because like, I feel like you've really come into your own in the, in the past year. I feel like I've really come into my own the past year as well. And honestly, the Women's Summit was a huge part of that. Um, up until that Women's Summit, I, I, I'd i been working for Antebellum since I left college, decided not to do what my degree was in, which was air traffic controlling. I'd been working for Antebellum's. At a point, I decided to like spread my wings. I bartended. I took a what I called a sabbatical. Uh, I just kind of hung out and tried to figure out my life for a while. But I have been with Antebellum's solid for like the past seven years. Very happy with what I'm doing, learning, growing, um, working in all the departments, just learning to love the vacation rental industry. But like, you know, I was in the thick of it. I was in the mud. I was working every single day. I wasn't thinking, I wasn't thinking too far ahead or too into the future. I was handling everything day by day. And um, I went to uh, the Vacation Rental Women's Summit just because, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a feminist and I wanted to go. It was the meshing of two of my favorite things. So I went into it with an open mind, but it was also, well, I thought it was going to be another conference, but like very quickly, it was not very <laughs> quickly, especially with your keynote and the choir and just like the the glam and Amy spoiled us. We were completely spoiled that whole time. So it was She's not so ridiculous. Conference. It was, it was, it was such a good time. And you really set the set the set the vibe for the whole thing but um you i don't know you came in with like such an air of um love and help each other and you were very straightforward about do not judge each other just love and help each other and support each other it's women who can make this industry better and just boom my mind just kind of blew open in that moment and um I just like, I just, I don't know. I opened up my mind. I gave myself to the conference. I gave myself basically like to God that weekend. I was like, light my path, man. I trust whatever you got for me. And so I was just eyes wide open, heart wide open, mind wide open. That whole time I spoke on my first panel um, that Explorer had me be a part of just about guest experience. I loved that. I was on stage <laughs> with Alex and Sarah and, uh, oh, I fell in Total love. Total rock stars total rock stars. Um, <laughs> and I knew that I wanted, I just knew instantly after that panel and that weekend, I wanted more involvement and people who they really enjoyed the panel and they came up and talked to me afterwards. They were trying to find me like on LinkedIn and stuff. And I did not have a LinkedIn presence at that time. And so I was like, okay, enough people have mentioned LinkedIn. I'm going to start one up. So when I got home from the conference, that's when I um, jumped on LinkedIn and quickly started following people and making connections, just starting with who I knew, watching their activity, and then going and following and connecting with those people. And very quickly grew a bit of a network and very quickly realized how much like love and support and positivity and optimism and excitement there was within our industry. We could all relate to each other. We all get it. 
you know, it was no longer just saving those moments of like, oh, thank God we're all in the same boat dealing with the same stuff is no longer saving those moments just for conferences. It was all right there every day, every single day. And I was, I just started to thrive on LinkedIn and, uh, (laughs) (laughs) to put it mildly, I love, um, I just have a sense of humor in everything that I do and poking fun of and having fun with this industry is incredibly easy. And so I just kind of started posting things, just having fun, just having fun with our industry and, um, and kind of just built up some traction and interactions and relationships and more people were you know sliding into my dms and just just building friendships and now some of those connections have become genuine friendships and i just between amy's um vacation rental women's summit and linkedin um i just feel like my past year has just exploded and now i'm like very future focused, constantly thinking a few steps ahead, no longer just working, reacting to the day. I'm just always thinking ahead. And that's your true personality because we've, we've done all the assessments on you. So, I mean, you're, you're wired that way. So it blows my mind that you are so operationally in the day for the day. Not that you can't do that because you totally can, but you are such a visionary. You're a strategic thinker. You're a risk taker. You're a social person. And so like watching you like continuously evolve and elevate to where like you still have your eye on the prize. Like I'm not saying that you're like, and now I don't worry about the day to day. That's kind of the job of a COO, but you're, you're looking at things at a more strategic level, um, and it and it wasn't like I inched my way up here. Like you just shot out like a freaking cannon of of like this is how I see myself. But now I realize I can be that. So how fast can I run towards that person I want to become? Like, yeah, I think for you it's like and, and let me back up real real quick too. Just anybody who's listening or watching <clears throat> that went to the women's summit. I think any of us left there the same person, <laughs> like myself included. I wish I could take all the credit, like, oh, I did such a great job in my keynote. But I felt the energy shift in the audience. Like we were all holed up from COVID. This is like the first industry conference, maybe was Darm before that. I think Darm was before that. Um, but it was it was kind of like most of the people in that room's first time back together in a in a conference together. Mm-hmm. Um, the willingness of people to receive what was said on stage, the willingness of people to connect with each other, to be vulnerable, to let their energy out. Like I felt from stage, like this whole come through the room. You people did. were laughing, they were crying, and I'm upstage trying to keep my crap together because you guys were all like 100% in it with me. And that is the audience. That's never me. That is the audience, their readiness, their posture, their awesome inner being coming out. And and I think that's where, like, if that audience, oh, and see, there's tears behind my eyes, so it's truth. <laughs> if that audience ignited that in you, I just, I want to hug everybody in there because, like, your inner world has developed and therefore your personal brand and your business brand and everything that comes along with being Lauren professionally has developed too. So can you kind of take us through, like you kind of gave the, the recap of like, this was the transition spot. Can you take us through where like you started deep diving on like uh, Lauren university? <laughs> I can do my best. And I do want to, before I do that, you said I kind of shot out like a cannon. 
that's that's only because of the support I had with this vacation rental community. Yeah. You know, I, I, I feel so supported and so loved, so encouraged and so inspired by this community. I feel like they shot me out of the cannon. But um, Lauren University, well, I will say working it's Ani Bellum's Cabin Rentals is my family business, which kind of just gives me the floor to, yeah. to do anything I we want to do, anything at all that we can think of. I have always been a creative. Um, I'm constantly latching onto every creative outlet I could possibly think of. And luckily my dad trusts me. So he's just like, hey, whatever you want to do, it's probably <laughs> going to be a blast. Have fun. And my sister's right there with me. Um, so just working for the family business, being able to have like 100% flexibility and trust because I do always have my, my coworkers, employees and guests in mind. I mean, that's, you know, not everybody gets that. So yeah. that's, that's kind of, that's kind of unique. Gosh, I, can you help me maybe go and maybe a bit of yeah, a, so a like, I just, when, when you started going down this journey, like when we were, when we started working together, you were already working on other things. Like you had been in other programs. So your, your desire to become better is something that's inherently a part of you. And I was fortunate enough to have a front row seat to some of that journey, but it, it, you know, that's just who you are. So when did you decide, like, I really need to get to know myself. Like I need to understand what my strengths are. I need to understand what to lean into. I need to understand what to bubble wrap. Most people know what that is. I won't get into it on this show, but look up Amber Hurdle and bubble wrap. I'm sure you'll find it somewhere. Yeah. I, you know, I started learning more about myself and truly growing into myself and and learning my needs and my expectations when I was helping my teams grow. Mm. So I was simultaneous to doing your um, Velvet Machete Leadership Academy. I was also doing another long supervisor training course, which gave me just awesome little nuggets of things that I could be doing for my employees and coworkers, um, our work culture, the fruits that could bear and then how those fruits translate into helping your guests and translate into money. But when I was trying to just improve the work culture in general for the whole company and then department by department, that's kind of when I started growing into myself. And I knew that I was a leader, but learning how to lead just healthy and happy and how to bear good fruit, um, learning how to work with people one-on-one -on -one and learning their communication style and how best to, to to work with them and communicate with them. And maybe they need positive reinforcement or maybe they need kind of like to be shook or kind of slapped in the face with, with something. Um, I just started learning my employees better one by one and department by department. And as I was growing with them, and reinforcing their confidence and their capabilities and their creativity and working hard for their happiness and their health and their future. I just, I, I started learning about myself by proxy in, in the process and learning that I, what is so important for me is to make sure that those around me know that I love them uh -huh. and know that I respect them and I will work so hard for them and fight so hard for them and stand by their side. It's just so important for me that the people around me know that I, I love them. And um, 
I mean, everything stems from that. Only positivity grows from that. Yeah. If you just focus on love and respect, every every direction is a positive direction. Yeah. Yeah. This is interesting because I kind of hang things on love, respect, and trust. Mm. If you have those three things, then like you can really forgive a lot of sins. Like mm. if those are foundationally a part of the relationship, whether it's personal or professional, um, you can you can get through a lot if those are baseline. And it's yeah. interesting because I, you know, one of the reasons why I talk about quote personal branding is to force self-awareness. Because <laughs> you can't create a personal brand if you don't understand yourself. And then when you do develop that self-awareness and you start getting like what makes you tick, then you can see and harvest the greatness in others. But you actually did that backwards. But I do think whether you could articulate it to somebody else, I think you had a pretty solid sense of self. Would you say that's pretty? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I have always been incredibly self-aware and focused on my own health and happiness and awareness and who I am as a person and what I need and what I want. Yeah. I I had a tremendous amount of self-awareness and I could see that not everybody I worked with did. Yeah. And they were already incredible people with incredible work ethics. And if they had self-awareness, oh my God, how much better would they be right. in our company by proxy? Yeah. And be happy and satisfied. And happy. Yes, yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you took this like level of self-awareness and then like kind of this like, oh, wait, hold on. There's this whole industry that wants to come out and play with me. And there is no industry on LinkedIn like the vacation rental industry. It's like a whole thing. All like it needs its own social media platform. I'm pretty sure. But um, anyways, so so you were an inherently self aware person. Something that's already always been important to you. You were pouring into your employees, and then you get like hooked into like this industry at a deeper level than just staying in Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge. So how did you take? I'm trying to formulate my questions a little different. I'd see it's a bombshell. I just need you to understand. Usually there's a form people fill out and there's all this stuff. And, and like, you know, people apply to be on the show. So when I ask my friends to be on the show, there's not as much prep. And so I formulate questions like kind of in the moment and I'm not Oprah. So I try, but sometimes I over talk. So I want to make sure I'm asking direct questions. <laughs> when did you, or like, what was it? We talked about the support being kind of the, the catapult for this. But when did it click for you? Like, was there a moment? Was there an outcome? Was there something that you did that felt risky, but then it was like well-received like or not? Like, did it happen over time where you were like, okay, I know who I am. Now I'm, I've defined my value. I get my value. The question in all of this is, how did you figure out now that I'm positioning it, people get me and I think I'm winning doing this? Hmm. Things started clicking for me and I knew I could build on it. And I knew that basically anything that I did to contribute to the industry would be pretty well received. I mean, it's because of, of, uh, LinkedIn. Gosh, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to give a good answer here. Honestly, one of the very first videos I, I ever published to LinkedIn was like, was like a light bulb for me of like, um, oh, I get it. I get the industry. Like, this is not just what I feel and what I experience. Like, I get the industry and I'm speaking truth to power and people are receiving it. And it was kind of a risky video. So 
back in the thick of COVID um, when vacation rental just kind of exploded, like, you know, we're 28 year old family owned and operated business. We've been around, but now vacation rentals because of Airbnb, it's just exploded. And when people weren't comfortable staying in hotels and they were staying in vacation mm-hmm. rentals, we got even more popular than we already were. I mean, our calendars for like the second half of 2020 and all of 2021 were completely painted. There were like almost no gap days whatsoever. We never experienced anything like that. So because of that, the cost of real estate starts going up in the area. And a lot of the a lot of the homeowners at the time were around retirement age, if not older, and they wanted nest eggs for their family. So we it just came to a point where we were hemorrhaging cabins like in a year, we lost 30 cabins off of our program, all to sales, 100% to sales. And because the cost of real estate was so high, the people who were buying could not afford our commission. Most of them were younger, millennial-aged people from, from the West Coast who thought, I'm going to I'm gonna manage this property myself. I'm going to do Airbnb. I got this. Oh, it's passive income, Lauren. Didn't you know? Passive it's so income. easy. Why would I share a commission with you? That doesn't make any sense. I've got this. Airbnb makes everything easy. Um, And so I lost 30 cabins off the program to people who bought too high, could not afford a commission, and they were just going to self-manage on Airbnbs, on Airbnb and Verbo. And so I made a video pretending to be me as the property manager and pretending to be a new homeowner saying that they could, you know, the real estate agent told them they could make a thrillion dollars uh, <laughs> booking the property themselves on Airbnb. And my reaction basically just being like, yeah, no, I'm not compromising my commission for this. We're, you know, we don't fit. And it was a very um, sarcastic ve- video, but it was funny. I thought people could relate. And I wanted to see like, are others experiencing this? Because I'm drowning right now. And the feedback was awesome. And that's when I was like, I get it. I took the risk. It it was worth it. Um, I'm going to start posting more truth, speaking more truth to power. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think that's it too. It took me a a long time um, to figure out, like people started saying like, Amber's funny. And I'm like, don't say I'm funny. I don't build myself as a humorist. Like, I don't want to have to be funny on demand. I don't know. Like, I just say things on stage or whatever off the cuff. Like it's not even planned. And so it made me insecure. Yes, it's possible for Amber to be insecure because I'm like, (laughs) I want to meet the expectation. Um, And so what I learned was that when I went to comedy class, I went to stand up class that I that my humor is relatable humor. And that's what you have. Mm -hmm. And it's so relatable and it's so true. And you don't hold back that everybody's like, oh, somebody had to say it, you know, like this is what we're all feeling, but we're not brave enough to get on a camera and do a spoof about it. But Lauren will. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was like my darkest humor. I think I've gotten a more light since then, but I wouldn't hesitate to post more dark humor. (laughs) Yeah. But at the time, like that's what everybody was dealing with. I mean, that was across the country and gosh, I mean, even Colorado and, um, you know, um, Tahoe and parts of Florida or a lot of parts of Florida. I mean, there's just the outer banks, like everybody was selling. It was just crazy trains. So you never knew like every, (laughs) I'm not going to say it, but every morning you wake up and somebody's bought a new company, (laughs) you know, it's like, wow. Um, but so you posted something, it wasn't too long ago. It was maybe, I don't know, a month ago or so. 
And it was, and I just talked about this with Tyann, the queen of the guest experience. I don't know how these are all going to lay out, but you'll have to reference one to see this. Um, but I was, we were talking about your post where you did the welcome video for, for people who were arriving yeah. and that was so cute and it was so creative and like four people shared it and somebody put it in like our vacation rental, um, LinkedIn group. And like, I would love to, you don't have to share on the show, but I would love to know what your reach was on that. Like it had to have been crazy train because it was so well received. Oh yeah. That, I think that's the that had the biggest reaction of anything I posted. I, I, do, I don't know. Uh, well, I haven't looked at that post in a while, but people, again, that was another incredibly, incredibly relatable thing, adding a sense of humor, making light out of something that like, if not addressed beforehand, if you're not preparing your guests beforehand and they have problems during their stay and little things can just snowball, getting ahead of that for the guest with a sense of humor and also kind of poking fun at people being so disoriented on vacation, you know, looking at the bottom of a toaster for the Wi-Fi password, like, <laughs> <laughs> like guests have, guests have gotten a kick out of that. Like they've been I've driving been like, for hours. They have kids crying in the back seat. They're hauling in their igloo. Like they're, they're their igloo. Yeah. You know? I mean, they're like done. And so to get that lightheartedness. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if you can pack anything into like less than 60 seconds, you got your guest. Um, uh, keep them reeled in. Owning immediately that like, hey, yeah, an oven's going to be broken. It, it might be broken. Like, just let me know. I'm going to come fix it for you. This uh -huh. is your vacation. Just let me know. Just owning my own imperfections, making fun of a guest's own imperfections. Yeah, it was, I had a blast making it. It took me like two hours in total. I was just up there in a cabin acting a fool by myself, like if you were a fly on the wall, you know? Um, but I had a blast making it. And and it's, it's I can, I posted it to YouTube so that we can just share a link with our guests. So it's not a video it's nothing that has to download you can just share a link with your guests and so i can also see the views uh -huh. and um i think it let's see i i we started sending it out like a month ago and the views are so high i think guests are watching it multiple, multiple times. times yeah yeah so that makes me happy too you're and like you get I, an amazing vacation and also a comedy show <laughs> yes Yes. We provide entertainment as well. You're welcome. <laughs> and I also have um since I haven't posted it to LinkedIn because I'm I'm waiting to see if I can get any traction from my own guests, but we've been doing it for about two weeks now. I bought a bear suit and um went up to a cabin and did a checkout video that is is also uh, ridiculous. It's <laughs> ridiculous, but <laughs> <laughs> it serves the purpose and it's funny in my office got a kick out of it and all the friends I shared with have got a kick out of it but I'm just pretending to be a bear um just exhausted from rum rummaging through trash all week and saying like I know you guys are exhausted too but tomorrow is checkout day and let's remember our checkout list and so in my bear suit I'm going through the whole checkout list and then we do like a blooper reel on the end and I, I allow um I allow my sister who is filming it I allow her giggles to get through every now and then <laughs> <laughs> which I think people will like and just having a blast you know family owned and operated doing whatever we want to do I love it. And I love, I mean, just that spirit of fun, that spirit of play, like that's how you, that's how you win. And, and it doesn't really even matter what personality type is, is your, your guest. I mean, unless they're super, you know, buttoned up, uptight, you know, that's, 
JW Marriott could not get away with your videos, but you're in a market. And I think that's where I want to go next. Just kind of question wise, you're in a market where it is middle America. I mean, it is the average working family saving their pennies to come to Dollywood, to go to the Great Smokies. Um, You know, the leaves are uh, like ridiculously beautiful in October. You have the best Christmases ever there. You have fun spring stuff. Like there is no bad time to go to Gatlinburg. No bad time whatsoever. Yes. And you, you honor that. So on the one hand, I'm saying you're so on brand with kind of, I don't want to say kitschy, but like that kind of campy humor is Oh yeah. Perfect for Gatlinburg. Oh yeah. Pigeon Forge. Just so on brand. But I want to also touch on like your responsibility that you feel for making vacations affordable and not having to turn yourself into a luxury just because you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's obviously everybody knows I love luxury. Listen, that's that's been a huge part of my business, but I re- very much respect that you don't you don't go there because you can. So can you unpack that a little bit for us of your commitment to that experience? Yeah. Um, I am middle America. Always have been. My friends always have been middle America or lower middle, middle class America. And I grew up in the Midwest for a little while. I love Midwesterners and that's true. Middle America. Mm -hmm. Um, So these are just the people I know and love. These are the people, middle America is the people, they give respect to the lower person, they give respect to the higher person. Middle America, my bread and butter, my, my true loves. When you when you get more into the luxury class, you're getting into higher expectations, higher standards. Chances are our properties are not as nice as what they're used to at home. So it's they're not going to have all this with luxury. They're not going to have all the same comforts and amenities as they do at home. So, so, I mean, we've got together with our marketing company and like financial advisor and just all collectively agreed that we know who our bread and butter are middle America. It's, it's who we love to host. It's who we love to work with. We form genuine relationships, um, repeat clientele because we just do our best to treat them so good that's who we want to go after. So we knew that we had to stay affordable. Um, And we've seen other companies who have been around a while pivot towards only onboarding luxury properties and, and offboarding properties that aren't luxury or working on ones that they know they could be and making massive updates to bring them up to luxury level and respect to them on that because that's the demographic that they want to go over. But we knew we wanted to stay with middle America, the people who were who were saving. And this is precious time off for them and just honoring their 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 vacation. And we knew that we we just had to maintain affordability on that. And so um, where we could probably get put higher rates on our properties we decide not to we we don't need to for our operations like we're doing great people are getting bonuses people are getting raises they've got their health insurance uh we've got our employees have iras like everyone's taken care of and more we don't need to be any more greedy with with our rates and our prices and we don't want to we don't want to keep passing on higher fees and stuff so we knew that our our advantage 
our success was actually going to come from being the affordable company in town. And I genuinely believe, because we try, we it's we make genuine efforts for this, that we are more affordable than most any other company in the area. And not only that, we're we're still doing more for our guests than anybody else in the area. Like we have a massive maintenance staff. Uh, we are our quality control is out of this world. If a guest in house has a problem, we redirect somebody right to go to them. Um, we have inspectors going into the properties before and after stays to stay on top of quality control. We have housekeepers that we've had for years. We have incredible relationships with them. Like they come to our Christmas parties and stuff. Like we, our guests get, they just kind of, they get more from us, like swag and custom stuff. And we keep our lobby decorated to the nines our lobby is so adorable we we sell t-shirts we sell candles like we don't get very many people checking in at the office anymore but if they do they're going to love their time there they're going to be very comfortable there um we we just we we've got the explory uh, adventure pass and thanks to explory we have alexas up at our properties that are custom built to each property if they need to know where something is they can ask the alexa the alexa will tell them and that's about what adventure can i go on while i'm here <laughs> yes yes that's about as techy as as we are with those alexas but like not only are we working to stay one of the most affordable cabin rental companies in the area to earn that middle America business, then we're, we're giving them even more than the luxury vacation rental properties. Um, I don't, that was long winded. I might've rambled. I don't know if that directly answers your question. Like we, we know who we want to work with and yes, it is middle America and we know what we need to do for them and to earn their business and to earn their repeat business. And that's why I wanted to have like this cross section of the industry that that's on the show this week. So, I mean, you have everyone who like, uh, Ryan Luke was on and he, he's all over the world. He's got like a a bajillion dollars in inventory and he's very hands off, not to say that they're not well taken care of, but like his way is to be a little more hands off. Then you have Tyann who she knows her multi-generational, you know, market. She's very clear on her ideal guest. Um, and, and so she has things that the, experience is for them. You have Robin Craig and do you know, Robin, have you met Robin? I haven't met Robin. It's going to be my life's mission in Vegas to introduce y'all. You will love each other. So Robin and his wife, Heather, they have a very similar vibe to you, but they do appeal because their background is luxury. Mm -hmm. They appeal to a luxury market in various markets in Colorado and the, the different ski cities. And they're very clear on what their luxury guest wants and how does that person need to arrive and what does their experience need to be? And I, I beat my drum all the time about like your business is for your customer, understand your customer's needs, and then you cannot go wrong. With you, I want to take it even a step further because ESG is like this whole buzzword right now, especially with so much private equity money blowing around. And I think it was in 2021, more private equity money was infused into businesses than any year prior ever. That's how much money. That's that's where some of those cabins probably went. Yes, 100%. But something that they're looking at, and when you're talking about the mergers and acquisitions and, and, you know, investments and things like that, they're looking at ESG. Well, what's ESG? Environmental, social, and government, governance, if I can say that. Environmental, social, and governance. I know that you are very um, socially aware. I know that you're very environmentally aware. I know that um, you 
you have this love that is projected towards your customers, towards your employees. So you're already like living in this just responsible space of we are a business owner. We get that. We get the amount of responsibility we have at so many different levels, but I want to even take it one more step before we wrap up. You're committed to your community. Like I just fell in love. Like I knew that you were doing some of these interviews and I knew that you were kind of getting out to your community. But when I listened to you on the no No BS podcast um, and you really dove into that, I was like, she's just got the best heart ever. (laughs) So can you talk a little bit about what you're trying to do by reaching out to some of these multi-generational families that have made Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge what it is? Yes. And I feel like I've stalled on that a little bit, but that's okay because I'm 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 reflecting on what my next move can be on this. Um, so you just kind of want me to talk about what what I'm doing with them. So why are you why like, what's are, why motivating you to reach out to these like long term families? The true fear that we will lose them, and by losing them, losing the the familial essence of the Smoky Mountains. It is a family vacation rental market always has been always been affordable there's so many fun attractions here outdoor stuff to do it is it is for the family and the the history of like this area are a very few specific families who are like settlers of the area who have been here for generations and they made this area what it is because uh, they were here. They had to be self-sufficient. They had to sew their own clothes, make their own baskets, grow their own food. Um, And so everything that they were creating and building and making by hand just to live when loggers came into town and like miners came into town and, and and stuff like that working in the mountains just kind of temporarily and then make their money and go back home they were starting to buy these things off of the locals buy the hand-sewn clothes buy the handmade baskets buy the little wooden handmade toys um to bring home to their families because they thought it was so novel and so cute um so like the people who you know once upon a time were referred to as the hillbillies the hillbillies of the mountains they were like shoot we were just doing this to survive but like these people will pay good money for this stuff (laughs) very quickly they just started you know setting up shop like on popular roads the roads travelers and and workers were using to get up into the mountains to to do the work they just started setting up shop and and selling their baskets and their art and their carvings and whatever the heck else and then making their money building their little shops um expanding their shops and they literally created the tourism destination that we are now like i think just think this is so amazing this is like over 100 years ago we're almost a 100 year old tourism industry and they realized they were desperate for money they were cut off from the world when the world started coming to them they realized what they wanted they made it and they created our tourism industry the ogles um making brooms and making baskets and making like wood carvings and wood arts the ogles the owen bees um and uh the partons obviously dolly parton yeah. is a big name there partons everywhere um and so I mean, now let's be real people. dolly it's like jesus dolly in the state of tennessee like yeah. she's really close right under him 
that is not a lie. That is not a lie. Um, and so anyway, so like these families who are still here and their shops still go by that name, you know, the Ogle Broom Shop, the O&B Basket Weaving Shop, like they're still here. They're, they're the actual descendants of these families who started kind of the tourism industry without totally realizing what they were doing. They're still here. Their shops are old. They're adorable. They're in the uh, Glades Arts and Crafts District. Um, and they're doing the dang thing. But as more luxury attractions come in, gaudy attractions come in, more dinner theaters come in. All the made in China tchotchkes made in china chotskys pe people are spending their money doing that stuff and they're kind of getting away from the glades arts and crafts district which was originally like the tourism industry of the mountains they are the essence of the mountains and that glades arts and crafts loop it is so beautiful it is so cute it's old school it is that kitschy thing it's vintage like there things haven't changed in a long long time and i see the land around these shops selling to people mm -hmm. who are building luxury homes or selling to these attractions. And I'm just so scared that these families are going to go, they're going to go away. Well, they'll still be there, but like their shops are going to go away because maybe they too see, maybe they too see the the nest egg, you know, mm -hmm. the, the dollar signs and we could help our family for the next few generations if, if we sold our land and our property right now, um, which if that's what they need to do for the family, that's what they need to do. But if they see that people are still interested in what they do and love what they do, surely they won't go away i would I, rather do that any day of the week yeah. than go to ripley's believe it or not nothing against anybody who works for ripley's believe it or not but like to me if i'm traveling and that's obviously a bug that we all share in the industry is that experiential need that we all have otherwise it would be a tough industry to survive you know if i'm going to some place i want to go and learn about the history like i want to go and figure out like where did this place come from and what's relevant and you know what can i eat that's local to here and what can i experience and what can i like i don't want another thing unless it has meaning to it you know mm -hmm. i just same same I'm so happy that you're going down this path of discovery and whatever you do with it i believe will be in the highest good for everyone yeah it has to be because i'm doing yeah. it with love that's I'm, right you know? yeah it has to be um but i i don't know i just you get me. You get what I'm laying down. I, I want to be sure to give attention to that area, to those families, to those shops, because I've asked around. There's really not an, a succession plan for the majority of these craft shops. There's really not. And uh, it scares me. And the, the more attention they're given, the more they sell, the more they feel mm -hmm. wanted and desired known. Mm -hmm. Hopefully they'll stick around longer and, and the essence of the Smoky Mountains won't go away or somebody will step in recognize what they have and preserve it and keep keep it going right? yeah like a historic preservation yes. effort or something like that would be amazing yes. yeah so i just kind of like i feel like we've we've covered so a lot in this episode and if i went a little long bombshell i think you agree with me it's very worth it the like you started with this umbrella of love like this is this is where we're love and respect and you decided to love and respect yourself and you know it all starts within and 
and you wanted that for your team as as a business leader you wanted your team to love and respect themselves too so they could show up as their their best not only for them but to the benefit of the company and then you love and respect your guests and you meet them where they are and you defend them and you protect them from all of the things that are happening because you have that power by being a leader in your business and then you're taking it even a step further you're protecting the environment and you're protecting your neighbors and you're protecting the original settlers and the people who even created the opportunity for your family to have a business there to begin with. And that all stems from a place of love and respect. That is the power. And that's what I love about you. Thanks, Amber. (laughs) Welcome. So let's talk before I ask you my final question. Obviously, you can get with Lauren on LinkedIn, follow her, request her, whatever. I think you will be, if you want some ideas that will spark something inside of you to interact with your customers in a more playful way or a more interesting way, you will definitely want to follow uh, Lauren on LinkedIn. Where else can they find you? Um, That's pretty much it. Yeah. I, I have a very low profile on social media. So that's it. Yeah. I'm jealous. I wish. But you, they can go to is um, auntiebellumscabins.com. No. Yeah. Yeah. Auntiebellumscabins.com. Yeah. We so, have Instagram as well. Yeah. And so if you're going to the Smokies, and I highly recommend that you did, I did not go. Everybody knows I was a teen mom. I did not go to prom. I went to Gatlinburg. Just saying. <laughs> I was that very low middle America at the time. My um, it was way easier to waddle around Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge than it was to try to fit into a prom dress while uh, pregnant. So uh, <laughs> make sure you follow her and follow the, the um, they've got great social media. They've got such a great marketing team. Um, and then always, and all of that will be in the show notes too, of course, amberhurdle.com forward slash podcasts with an S. Final question, no pressure. <laughs> what final parting piece of advice would you give to a bombshell, a bold, brave, unwaveringly confident woman in business? Um, so for me, everything is about balance. The way that I've I've continued to build myself to be better is balance and knowing what to take personally and what not to take personally. It is good and okay to take some stuff personally. So just have a balance about what to take personal, what not to take personal, and always, always, always maintain a sense of humor about it. Know how to laugh at yourself. Yeah. That's that. That's good. That's really great party advice. I think one day I'm going to have Gene or somebody like go through and like get all of these final party piece of advice and we're going to like publish all of them. I should have done that like at the five year or six year anniversary rather, but that's really, really good. Um, And obviously it served you well. So... Thank you for being on the show, for being my friend and for shining your light so brightly. I love pointing to you as an example of somebody who has stepped into her greatness and made such an impact in the lives of so many. I really appreciate you. I appreciate you. And thank you for helping me shine my light so bright. You've been a huge part of that in a lot of different ways at a lot of different turns in my life. So thank you. And I cannot wait to hug you in Vegas. I know. Me too. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm so excited. So bombshell, just keep tuning in because we get amazing people on the show that you can learn from, relate to. Um, If this episode just spoke to you in any way, make sure that you share it. Share it with a friend who might need um, a little 
love in their life, a little perspective. Maybe they're, they've kind of like gotten lost. They can't see the forest for the trees because it has been a stressful couple of years. It's been weird and wonky in business. And I think just walking through Lauren's process of how she does business is a very encouraging and edifying thing. So, so share this. And, um, obviously we always love it when you leave us a rating or review, um, whether that is on your listening app or on YouTube, we appreciate that. So more bombshells can find great episodes like this. And as always, listen, I know how busy we are. The fact that you have taken the time to listen to us and that this is a part of your own personal journey. And this is a part of how you're investing in yourself. First of all, I want to celebrate you. Big, wild round of applause. And I also want to thank you for trusting us. So we will see you on the next episode. Love y'all. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit amberhurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out thebombshellbusinesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses.